0: It wouldn't be better to follow on technology with Magnus Neisted than to actually cross over using technology to Wellington International School and Wiz Radio. And who better to kick off the Wiz Radio segment than the person who motivates the students over at Wiz, Wellington International School, than Miss Davy Peel. Welcome. Hi James. We're gonna talk about TEDx Whiz. What's going on? Tell me, give me give me the scoop here because I, I came and talked to you a little while ago and said, What do you guys think about doing some kind of a TEDx thing? And then I just sort of backed off. Yeah. And what happened?
1: Well, when we first spoke it was it was the start of an academic year and, and things were crazy. Um but things were put into place and you know we were really excited about the opportunity to do it here. Um and we thought it would be an amazing opportunity to get the kids a bit of kind of creative freedom and, and a forum to deliver their ideas, which is ultimately what's most important about education, I think.
0: Hmm. So what's the what's the theme of your TEDx?
1: It is. We've gone with a bit of a kind of a trendy theme, so we've called it I thought. So lowercase I capital okay. uh-huh. T. Um, uh-huh. And um, it's basically an opportunity for the, the students involved who have all auditioned. Um, so you had auditions. Yeah, we did. How yeah. many? How
0: many people came up for the auditions?
1: I think it was about twenty. Okay. Um, and we actually selected all of them. A couple of them have dropped out since we've so got things like GCSEs and things uh-huh, going uh-huh. on. Um, but the ones that we have got are um, ultimately their subject matter is really amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: So very when, positive when, stuff.
0: When when is this TEDx going to take place? 28th
1: of June.
0: 28th of June. What yeah. time? Six o'clock. Six o'clock in the evening. How yeah. long is it going to go for? Do you think?
1: Two hours. So Two six hours. Six till eight.
0: Six till eight. Yeah. The twenty eighth of June. Which day of the week is that?
1: Oh, that's a question. I think it's okay. a Tuesday.
0: Okay, so that's a Tuesday. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna look into this. This is sound pretty sounding pretty neat. Going to be filmed the whole bit.
1: Yeah, the whole thing's filmed um, and put, put on the net and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really exciting. The students are uh, underway. What really
0: What about exciting. the rest of the administration? What are they thinking as as taking education in this different format, getting students to really jump in feet first what's their thoughts
1: we um we actually reached out to the whole staff body here and um asked people if they'd be interested in being mentors for the students involved because Mm -hmm. obviously you know the two of us that are leading it can't necessarily have hands-on experience with all of them or 15 um so we now have mentors from all of the different subject areas who are working with students um and they they love it they really love it they've really accepted the idea i think
0: do you think this will become an annual event?
1: Hope so. Definitely, <laughs> definitely hope so,
0: yeah. Hard, hardest part about putting on a TEDx event in in a school, in a high school?
1: Um. Explaining to students that it's not a talent contest.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a big one, isn't it? Because yeah. everyone might think that, all right, there's a, there's an award for who does the best, but they're all the best.
1: Yeah, and it, it's that kind of, well, what do we win? And it's like, well, you know, no, that's not that's not the logic. Um, yeah. But, you know, the students that are carrying through with it, you know, they understand that the incentive is there in, in terms of giving them, a you know, a mode of communication. So, hmm,
0: hmm. got it, I think. And this is going to... I mean, what's what's the oldest student that you have and what's the youngest student?
1: Um, the youngest is in year four. Okay. So that would make her uh, seven or eight. Uh-huh, um, okay. And then the oldest is um, 18.
0: Wow. So, f- so, so seven or eight to 18 yeah. all talking about education related issues in a sense as the theme of this. This event's going to be I thought. Yeah. Sounds exciting. Yeah, so it is. We're are you nervous?
1: Yeah, it comes in waves. Um, <laughs> but the students that we've got are, are so talented and hardworking that, you know, we know they'll all come together in the end. Because you're,
0: you're down to a month to get this to get I, this finished. I know.
1: I'm, sh- we're not thinking about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and are you doing some stage design the whole bit? Have you got the, yeah, the drama yeah, people we, involved in that?
1: Yeah, We've got all of that going, um, looking at voice projection and performance and, you know, stage presence and all those sorts of things as well. Um, and it's going to be very um, technology-based, so there'll be lots of audio-visual material in there really?
0: too. Okay. So now how do how do you – who's going to be in the audience?
1: Um, well not just parents obviously um, mm-hmm. there'll be corporate people there'll be media people um, it's you know it's being advertised throughout Dubai um, okay. is it by
0: invitation? yeah okay. well
1: yeah they apply yeah. Um, yeah. via email um, and then we go from there so it could be anyone but at the moment it seems to be lots of kind of media media people oh, Um okay so it's good stuff.
0: All right. So if someone does want to try and apply to come and get an invitation to listen and take part in this Wellington International School's TEDx event. Ted TEDx Wiz, Yeah. where do we email to?
1: Send an email to TEDxwiz at Hotmail dot com.
0: TEDxwiz at Hotmail dot com.
1: Yeah, and
0: that's W I S. Okay, so TEDx W I S at Hotmail dot com. Yeah. And and name and why you think you should be there.
1: Yeah, and then and we'll respond. Um but looking forward to it. Okay,
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna send one off today. Brilliant, do it. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to it. We're gonna, we're gonna spend the rest of the time talking to several of the students who are gonna be presenting and get their takes on things. And I noticed, uh, by the way, that I gave homework last week to the students and really? only, on only one of them has managed to, to come forward. So that must mean the rest of them didn't follow through on their homework.
1: Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good news.
0: <laughs> Lots more to come from Wellington International School's Wiz Radio. All right, I've got a, an absolutely full studio here at Wellington International School. As I said before, the beauty of technology is that you can be in one place and simultaneously in another place. So we are here at Wellington International School. This is Wiz Radio, and we're talking about TEDxWhiz. And I've got four of the TEDx participants in the studio. Let's, let's just go around and introduce ourselves so that everyone knows who exactly is sitting here with me.
2: Okay, uh, I'm Bami. Uh, I go to Wellington International School, obviously. I'm in year 11, uh, and my TEDx is just about uh, stereotypes.
0: It's about stereotypes. Okay, we're going to get to this.
3: Okay, um, I'm Yuvraj Malhotra. I'm also in year 11, and... um, What are you going to talk about? I'm going to be talking about electric vehicles. Electric vehicles. Okay, very good.
4: Hi, I'm Bob Nomishra. I'm in year 11 at Wellington International School, and I'm going to be talking about how the, surprise, the element of surprise is always good.
0: The element of surprise is always good. Okay, that sounds that sounds interesting.
5: My name's Claire, and I'm the deputy head girl at Wellington. I'm, in year, I'm currently in year 12, and I'm going to be talking about... Um, the idea of gap years for students versus
0: education. Okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. First question right off the bat. We'll start with Claire and then we'll move back along the line. So we're going to constantly seesaw back and forth, back and forth. The first question I have is is very simple, and that is TEDx. Why would you want to get involved in TEDx? What, do you, you, what excites you about TED itself?
5: Well, I think TED is such a huge organization that a lot of... People know, not necessarily students as such, which is why I think that the I thought and the idea ideas are really good for students to get to know. Because a lot of teachers do use TEDx to actually teach you about certain um, off-topic areas. And I know it's been it's happened to me this year. And I give think me well,
0: what 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 do teachers use to teach you? Um, something well, off-topic.
5: I do environmental systems and societies, and uh-huh. we did one on the very famous one on population, uh-huh. where the man uses the different boxes and stuff to show the world growing to seven billion. Hmm. and um i know that was hugely informative for us because it's such a it's such a different area it's not very scientific but it's something that we all understand and it's something that um everyone can grasp as an idea and i think that's the beauty of tedx it's something that although it may be your idea a lot of people do share very similar um like thoughts with you and that that helps you connect with other people
0: Bhavna, hmm. what about you what what excites you about TED and, and TEDx events
4: um, I think it's a great platform to get your ideas across to a lot of different people you know share your ideas what you think of certain things and it's just an interesting way of getting people to think about everything in general and um, I've s- watched a lot of videos off TED on the uh, on the official website favorite and one do you have a favorite um, putting you on there's, the spot here well I'm I'm into dance So Uh there was one Done by the director Of Step Up John M2 Uh And he spoke about Dance And how it's changed uh, The lives of A lot of people You know You always come from uh, A difficult background And you know Make yourself uh, Make something of yourself Through dance Mm. um, Which is what Most of his movies Are about So that was an interesting Way of getting that across You know A lot of people They like They don't watch Mainstream films So through Ted He was able to get That idea across To Um
3: the niche audiences that mm, okay.
4: there
0: are. Okay. No, and we're, and we're, again, what excites you about TEDx and, and TED as an idea itself?
3: Um, well, frankly, I think that TED is just a brilliant opportunity for uh, to get your voice heard amongst the people, and basically you get to share your ideas and people listen. It's a really unorthodox form of education because many people Un-
0: unorthodox form of education
3: because in the sense that you're not reading from a book, you're not being taught a theory that's been developed hundreds of years ago. You're expressing your ideas. It's opinionated yet informative, and you basically learn a lot more that way because. Many Many people do feel that it's a better way of communication almost.
0: Hmm. I I didn't ask uh, Claire this, but what's your favorite TED talk or TEDx talk so far? Do you have one?
3: Well, I forgot what it's called exactly, but it was basically about uh, the same thing I'm talking about. It was about sustainability and how we really need to make a proper step towards sustainability rather than just keep beating around the bush and not make any real change in the Hmm. world and the way we're progressing.
0: I'm going to go back to Claire really quickly before we go to Bami. What's your your favorite TED mm-hmm. talk or your TEDx talk that you've...
5: Um, I think I saw one on motivation uh-huh. and the effect of the internet on motivation and on ah. actually supporting other people, and I thought that was a really clever idea, almost a spin on how they say technology is making the world um, a harsher place, but it's mm-hmm. actually helping us communicate better and become better people as such. Oh,
0: okay, interesting. Bami. TED TEDx, what excites you?
2: Well, to be honest... Before uh, the school posters and everything, I had never even heard of TED. Okay. TEDx. So you
0: uh, you're not going to tell me you thought it was a person at first. <laughs> no.
2: no okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, I went to look I went to look in YouTube uh, and yeah. I signed up and I thought it was very good because I love just the idea of you being able to give your opinions because ev- everyone has an opinion and everyone wants to give it but no not everyone knows how to do it in a speech form hmm. and informative and it also helps you as a person because all of us, when we make that speech, we're going to learn how to talk to audience, uh, stand up in front of many people, and that will just help you in school and in life in general. So, How long are, are each of you going to be allowed to speak for? I think around three minutes. Three minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. Three minute presentations. Yeah. On your topics,
2: yeah, yeah. much shorter than uh, the normal TEDx but.
0: <laughs> Well, I, I see. This is this is the irony, I guess, of, of of TED talks or or TEDx talks. They 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 actually, and there are there are other events that happen at TED. So there's the TED talk itself. Then there's TED U talks, TED University talks, that that happen as well at TED uh, events. And those talks can be anywhere, and, and even the talks on the main stage can be anywhere from three minutes to eighteen minutes. So three minutes is actually a, is is right on spot on for a, a great possibility to get a bunch of people up on stage. With the other things that happen in TEDx events, as as you're also going to be part of, how are you preparing for this? What are you doing to to get ready?
2: Uh, well, I'm just uh, continually looking in the internet, uh, looking for stuff to support my idea uh, that goes ag- that goes against my idea, and uh-huh. uh, I'm just thinking, what do I actually feel and what do I actually think about the. Uh, the topic. oh, okay.
3: Um, well, what I've been doing is we've been all assigned a mentor, which okay. is basically a teacher within the school that's going to help us basically formulate our plan on how we're going to talk. Because you only have three minutes. Correct. But, uh, <laughs> three minutes to change the world. <laughs> exactly. We need to make those three minutes count. So yeah. basically, my mentor is a geography teacher in the school called Mr. Evans, and uh-huh. I'm meeting up with him on a regular basis. I've heard, I've heard of Mr. To, Evans. Yeah, I'm meeting up with him on a regular basis leading up to the date where okay. I'm actually going to formulate my plan on how I'm going to talk and what exactly i'm going to talk about okay
4: um my idea is more personal so um i'm just you know i've stuck to myself and i'm going to use my brain to work things out Uh, We only have three minutes though i know i've I've been assigned a mentor so i'm eventually going to go to her and (laughs) you know eventually i've got my exams going on right now so can't find the time but i'm eventually going to go to her and run it through her and then you know work it out
5: Um, well, I think I'm just talking to a lot of people my age because my issue is something that is really personal to me and a lot of people and I was struggling with it. So I'm basically just thinking about like what I think about it and going, like talking to other people about what, like basically their feelings about it.
0: Hmm. Now, one of the things when we start talking about TED Talks, there's have you have you been online to see the rules for a TED Talk? You checked them out. Well, the, the number one rule, they, in fact, they call them the Ten Commandments of TED, <laughs> and and a great place to go if you want to take a look at these is is go to a website called www.presentationzenz.e.n.com, and Gar Rob Reynolds, that's his his website for his book, which is by the same name, and and the, actually the rules are there for what, what TED speakers get asked to do. The number one rule, and this is the, the thing, if I was to give you any advice, remember advice is worth what you pay for it, <laughs> so if I was to give you any advice, the the number one thing is that the talk that you're doing has to be the best talk you've ever done in your life. That's the first rule, <laughs> the, the best talk you've ever done in life, and, and the, the, no rehashing, and no notes. Go up. Note-free. Planning to use PowerPoint or anything like that? Yeah. Visual aids? I'm
5: using PowerPoint.
0: Yeah?
2: I've got a video and PowerPoint.
0: In three minutes? Yes. <laughs> okay. Excellent. This is... That's, That's <laughs> <I'm gonna> <laughs>
2: Bami. Bami <laughs> can do it, yeah. And yeah.
0: So you're, you're working on this. You've got your mentors. Are, are you getting a little nervous at all? Or is this... This is a walk in the park. This is just what you've been doing here at school anyway.
2: Well...
5: Oh, I'm just going to say that I think we do a lot of presentations in school uh-huh. and I mean recently like a lot of us have been involved in World Scholars Cup and certain debating events that have helped us like build our confidence and uh-huh. I think that's a huge part of the school so I think for some of us it's 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 getting a lot easier to actually overcome that fear of like being on stage and talking mm. to people about what you think and your opinions.
2: What do you guys think? Uh, well it's it's hard to talk to people on stage it always is but uh, think When you think about it, you, you just think about how would I want it to be perfect. Hmm. And in your mind, if you're thinking uh, good things, then good things will happen. And uh, you'll start developing uh, your certain phrases. Uh, how you speak will come up t- to the yeah. audience and they'll react to it and it'll be better for you.
0: A piece of this is almost like a show as well, isn't it? I mean, it's not your normal speaking event where you're in a class or you're in an auditorium that is... You know, the lights are on and people are sitting there taking notes. This is speaking with a bit more showmanship involved.
4: Yeah, it's it's not as formal as normal speeches are, so that's mm. a good thing. You know, you get to let loose in a sense. Like, I'm a performer. Like, I dance on stage, and every time I dance on stage to help me come uh, overcome my fear of, you know, uh, the, the audience being there, I just imagine them as not being there like it's like they're invisible to me so when it comes to public speaking that's a big thing because you know they're there you know they're (laughs) listening to you so i don't know i mean it's gonna help me this is this is why i'm doing it to help me Mm. overcome that fear of mine because i have to do it for ib next year anyways so um might as well get started now (laughs) so i think it's a good thing
0: (laughs) and are you are you watching lots of ted talks to get tips on how to do I mean, you got your favorites, but are you are you tuning into TED regularly Just, you know, going to TED.com and saying, okay, what what can I learn from this talk or that talk? Yeah. Yeah.
5: I think a lot of the people that are on tech are on TED are actually they're so like exuberant. And they're so, um, like, kind of filled with life, which is something that you don't normally see with public speaking, especially when you're in school, because you become so nervous. So I think that's something that, like, I know I'm going to try and incorporate into mine.
0: You know what I find when I watch TED Talks, and this is something to keep in the back of your mind as you get ready to do your own TEDx Talks, is when you watch those people on TED.com, every single one of them is talking about something they absolutely love 100% and that they do. They, they, they're not trying to convince you about something that they've, they've been given an assignment to do. They're convincing you about something that is their life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite talks when we start talking about using slides and we start talking about using video and putting it all together is a, it's, it's actually an incredible talk from a few years ago by David Blaine, the, the illusionist, mm-hmm. yeah. talking about doing his magic. And he explains how he does some of his magic. The guy is way out there. (laughs) And and it's funny because he's just talking about what he loves. But he uses, he's got everything covered from a PowerPoint, from a film, and from props that he brings on stage. And just stands there and tells a story. And he even manages to cry in the end. (laughs) He he gets it all put together. He's so emotional about magic and sharing his story. And it, and it all works. It's and he's so low-key, but it really works. I guess that's part of what we're going to be talking about, is telling a good story. And we're going to find out what all four of you are going to be talking about at TEDxWiz. There is no shortage of ideas in this room right now. I'd love to go around the table and, and have you... Give us a little bit of a, a, a view, or a, you know, a preview of what you're going to be talking about and how you think these ideas are going to be received by the audience? Because there, there could be up to 500 people sitting mm-hmm. in the Princess High Theatre where this is going to take place at Wellington International School. Who, do we, who wants to start? Claire, excellent, oh, okay. okay.
5: <laughs> um, well, basically, right now, I'm currently in the situation where I'm applying to universities and I need to choose whether I need to go straight to university or to a gap year. And I think that's something that's really, really close to my heart. And um, I know I'm personally I, – I don't have the opportunity to take a gap year, but um, I would love to with all my heart. And I just think that it's something that students should, should be seriously encouraged to do. So I'm basically just talking about the benefits of taking a gap year – why it'll be good for you as a person. So what what
0: are some of the benefits of taking a gap? Well year?
5: I think it just especially the gap is that you go with programs, certain programs that you're on help people in, in third world um countries. It helps you with like certain language skills. If you learn a new language, it helps you really um strengthen yourself as a person person emotionally because you really work with people that have so much less than you and especially living in a country like Dubai. Hmm. Um, I, come, I came from South Africa so I, I know a lot about poverty and I've worked with a lot of um, poverty stricken people but I know a lot of people here haven't and I think experiencing that really does strengthen you as a person and it helps you understand how to, actually how much you do have and helping them just will help you as like you yourself Mm. and i think that's something that a lot of people need to experience
0: now you said you you don't get the opp you don't have the opportunity to take a gap year
5: yeah i'm i'm currently i i personally think i'm too old because i've skipped because of the change of country i'm skipping like i've skipped quite a few years Uh so i'm graduating turning 20. Uh so i think that it'll be too much of an age gap for me personally to fit in so what do your parents think um i don't think they would want me to do a gap year personally, but I think I'll do one after I've studied university. So before I start work, take six months off or four months off even just to go and, s- and see the world and to see, the peop- like to see other people and other cultures in the world.
0: Do you think gap years should maybe be built into school itself?
5: I really, really think they should. I know that in my old school, um, there's a program in South Africa that they come into schools and mm-hmm. they really encourage you to do gap years and su- they run off schools basically. Hmm. And that's something that I would love to see come all over the world. Um, because it's something that really encourages students to go out and meet new people, and you actually, in your last year of school, you go and you stay with different families instead, and you go to their schools and you go to schools around the world. Like my it almost, cousin, does. almost
0: sounds like a Rotary exchange program. I was a Rotary exchange student I in South it, Africa. I, with, that is, is exactly exchange what you described. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which okay. is, and I did. I did the Rotary exchange program in grade. So I was in a, a, a system that had went to grade thirteen, and I did it in grade twelve. And so then came back and did one more year of school after.
5: Oh, that's what my cousin did,
0: yeah. And you know, on, on one hand I was with a, a totally different year group. On the other hand, it didn't really matter. Mm. And I would mm-hmm. had that as you as you've described it, uh, a, a wonderful experience. In fact, I went to school, but it none of the grades counted because I came in halfway through. Yeah. And you know, it didn't it didn't, in the end it didn't it, the grades weren't the important thing. It was it was Having that opportunity to to interact in a whole different environment. So, hmm, <laughs> hmm. So, if you were to make the case for schools to do that, to in, you know, not not to say, let, let's go on Rotary exchange per mm. se, but to incorporate it into their curriculums, how would you do that in in a twelve you know you know a twelve word thirty word elevator pitch? How would you how would you convince Miss um, Mel Curtis to <laughs> say, okay, we want to put this on the agenda?
5: Um, I think I just have to say that it it really does. It just Overall, it makes you a more international student hmm. because you really learn about international cultures. And as I as I say in my TEDx thing, is it we claim to be an international society, and yet oh, the only thing we know is off pen and paper. We don't. I think to truly know something, you need to experience it, especially when it comes to cultures and people and um, languages. You can't you can't just read a book. You need to go and really live it.
0: I'm looking forward to hearing this talk. This is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. But Avna, what about yourself? What are you going to talk about? Give us the give us the the summary.
4: Um okay, my idea is basically about how life is like a box of chocolates. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Can you can you say it like him? No. <laughs> No. Yeah. But
0: uh, <laughs> you can, can't you? you- <laughs> no, I really can. I really can I'm practicing. No <laughs>
4: Um So you've got to practice then. Yeah. I shall try and do it for the actual talk actually. Yeah, okay. Thanks for the idea. Yeah. Um no, uh I focused it on teenage life so it's more personal to me. Um I'm gonna talk about how, you know, everything in life is a surprise and like how it's a good thing because it helps you build um as a per like grow up as a person, you know, mm. build your character. And, do you believe that? Uh, I actually do. Okay. Because, you know, when it comes... Okay, looking at teenagers now, you know, there's so much that's going on with our lives. We've got education, we've got careers, we're trying to decide what to do, what not to do. Um, then it comes to relationships and friendships, family and love life. And it's just too much. And you don't know what to do because you're still not at that age yet where you know everything and you'll never know everything so I think that's a good thing because you you're constantly learning
0: mm.
4: and that's basically what my talk is about so I'm going to be focusing on um, relationships friendships, career and education And That's a lot. Yeah I know Four <laughs> Three, three, three minutes, minutes right? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to cut it down and um, make it more personal to myself so experiences I've had uh, with my friends, my family and um, I'm going to round it off with you know, how when you have a box of chocolates and you, you, you don't know what the flavor is, but you take a bite out of it mm-hmm. and then you, you either hate it or you like it. And if you hate it, it's your choice to either spit it out or keep chewing it and swallow it. So it's like in life you make mistakes and you're in tough situations, but then it's your choice how you deal with it or if you just brush it off.
0: Hmm. Sounds very interesting. Uh, another talk, I'm I'm obviously gonna want to hear this one too. So <laughs> looking forward to this. We got another talk too. Okay, what's this is now we're talking about electric vehicles.
3: Yep, uh, I'm basically looking into sustainability, uh, in my talk because ever since I was a kid, I've always been interested in how we can progress towards making this a cleaner world because mm. at this rate, the world won't be around for much longer at the way we're using fossil fuels, at the way we're polluting, and the way we're not looking at, uh, Uh, methods such as recycling, etc. So what I'm going to be talking about is how electric vehicles nowadays, such as in the United States, the automobile industry spend billions of dollars Mm. a year Mm. into promoting electric vehicles and coming out with aesthetically appealing vehicles, whereas in reality, the electricity, for example, is still coming from a coal-powered power station or nuclear-powered power station, which is, again, not as clean as we would like it to be. Because in the end, the amount of of, uh, CO2 in the atmosphere is roughly the same, which means that we're spending all this money, all this time, all this effort for no apparent reason. Hmm. So, What I'm going to be focusing on is that we really need to make an effort rather than just fooling ourselves because after all, it's our planet, it's our world, it's our life. And we need to make a change if we want to. Are you going to try and
0: guilt people into making that change?
3: (laughs) No, I'm just trying to provoke people to think about, um, you know, how they see an electric car come out due to, you know, false advertising. People are like, oh, wow, that's an electric car. Maybe I'm going to buy that and I'll be doing my bit for the environment, whereas in reality, you're not. So I just want people to, you know, take another look, look twice, think twice, and basically just reconsider their views and how they consider everything that's Mm -hmm. happening around the world.
2: Oh, that sounds interesting. I can't wait to hear this one as well. All right, we got one more to talk about. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna do mine on stereotypes, and uh, basically, what I started, what I started was to f- look at different stereotypes. But then I changed it to why do we have stereotypes, and mm. what is what are the factors that make stereotypes? And it's uh, really because as a teen, it starts because I'm a teenager. Uh, I'm still trying to make my identity and portray it to other people. But with everyone who tries to make that identity, it gets uh, stopped and there's obstacles to make their own identity because of what people assume and uh, what the media portray as a certain people people are going to be like so I'm going to talk about that uh, analyze uh, different situations in three minutes in three minutes yes (laughs) (laughs) with video video and powerpoint PowerPoint, yeah it's uh, (laughs) trying to change people's lives in three minutes so that's that's what I'm aiming for and whenever I think about my TEDx talk that's what uh, I'm planning to do Hmm. And you,
0: do you think stereotypes? When we talk about stereotypes, that they're getting any better? That we're we're getting we're we're doing less stereotyping, or is it pretty much status quo? It just well, continues.
2: It, it always it's always continuing, and uh, it's uh it's all it seems to mainly be negative. There's not many positive stereotypes that's flying around everywhere. That which this is which is the reason that I want to. Uh, to, to everyone, to think about and hmm. why do we have why do we have stereotypes and think well what do I th- what do I think when I see this person or this person? So uh, there are still positive stereotypes, but there really shouldn't be stereotypes at all because everyone is their own person. Everyone has their own identity.
0: So. I never I never think of positive stereotypes. I mean, this is a that's a very interesting point that you brought up. I never think of the positive stereotypes. I'm always think of the negative ones.
2: There's even uh, life-changing stereotypes that things. Like what's what's one of those? One of those uh well, when I looked in the website, it was it was uh, like well, as a a hiker, uh-huh. when they're in the woods, if they see a lion or mountain lion, yeah. they they stereotype and say it's dangerous. If they don't stereotype and they think, well, maybe this lion is vegetarian, they might go to the, the lion and then get attacked. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, normal. That's a, that's a stereotype, but it's one that's it's the reason the brain uses stereotypes. Life changing or life taking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, exactly. interesting. I, I,
0: this is going to be a, another one of those. This is going to be a very interesting talk. Can't wait to see. We got four very interesting talks, of of what twenty. That are going to be on. It's something. Yeah. Oh, it's like twenty talks. It's so I've, we've just heard about four. We're going. I want to. What I want to do is I want to pick your brains a little bit on on how you get ideas to stick with people because there's going to be twenty of you getting up there, twenty of you talking about your ideas, and each of you wants to get your ideas to stick to the audience so that when they leave the hall from this TEDx TEDxWiz, that they realize, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to I'm going to act on it. And there's twenty of you doing this. So I want to talk to you and and get your thoughts on how to make ideas stick. Ideas, 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 ideas. It's great to have ideas, but the issue that always comes up is how do we get people to act on ideas? Or as, as others say, how do we make ideas stick? And maybe you four can help all of us on figuring this out a little bit. From your perspectives as teens, right here in the UAE in Dubai at Wellington
2: International School, how do we make ideas
0: stick? Let's let's go around the table again.
2: So to make ideas stick, I really think it's just like how businesses get their products. You have to. They're make not it some unique. businesses.
0: Some businesses aren't good at this though. Yeah, <laughs> they're not good at this. So they <laughs> need to
2: make that their product. So you need to make your idea stick out and unique. Hmm. To do that, you can use loads loads of different. Uh, Loads of different uh, techniques and different things. So props is one way, as you Mm. said, David Blaine when he started crying at the end. Oh, that's that's, a good one. That's a good way way to remember. He also drinks.
0: He also drinks water during his talk too, which is the strangest thing because he kind of slurps it.
2: So th- that's that's what you want to do. You want to make sure that it sticks in their brains because you're unique and you did something different. Use mm. this prop so people remember this prop and they link it to what you're talking. And think, yeah. yeah, well, since since that was really life changing, right. I wanna I wanna think about that.
0: Uh-huh, okay, so you so bring things in props, yeah. stuff that that is going to st- stick with people and and make be a little bit say different. Wow. Make wow. them say, wow. So it's got to be a little bit different because I guess we get we get a little bit, uh, well, we get used to how people present things. You know, you go in, if, at, just at school, you go to every class, they pretty much get up there, they've got a whiteboard or a blackboard or, you know, they put some papers up there, they throw up an overhead or put something on the, the projector onto the wall and, and do the same way, Teacher in the front of the class. The teacher then who sits in the back of the class and teaches yeah, my, does things different.
2: You remember that class. Yeah, exactly. So, my teacher said, because he's wacky, he, he calls himself that. He, yeah, he does, <laughs> Mrs. Spencer. Yeah. He builds himself as wacky. Wacky. <laughs> he wants to be known as the wacky teach, wacky maths teacher that made me pass. So. That's, that's
0: okay. How okay. He and it's working because everyone's laughing because everyone's agreeing. <laughs> All right. So, so you need to do something that stands out and is going to be a little bit different. There's going to be twenty of you, nineteen other people doing these TEDx talks. So you're 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 working to differentiate. Exactly. Okay, all right. Making ideas stick, how do we go about doing that?
3: Well, basically, James, I think there's three main points into doing that. So you're um,
0: well organized from the beginning right here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the three main things you need to do is basically, one, your idea needs to be original, or at least the way you bring it across needs to be original. So you have to have a viewpoint that not everyone would have or not everyone would consider upon a daily basis. Okay. Second, I believe you have to have loads of evidence. Because the only evidence. way, Yeah, the only way Empirical people... Empirical proof. Yeah, people believe you, people support you, only if you have evidence information, data to back up what you were talking about. And the third thing is you need to be passionate about what you're talking about. You need to bring across emotion because Are people always passionate though when they present ideas? Not always but m- in most cases when they're not passionate it's when they've been given a task rather than having to choose one. Here at TEDx in WIS we've had the opportunity and the liberty to choose for ourselves and thus pick something that we're passionate about and that we believe mm-hmm. in. So for example mine well, where I'm looking at sustainability I'm looking at something that I believe in something I want to pursue in the future and I'm looking at bringing across loads of hard facts, hard information that's going to hit home and basically force people to rethink their opinions.
0: Hmm. You know, you're not worried that you're going to you're going to blind everyone with statistics?
3: <laughs> no, I'm, only, I'm, I'm throwing in, you know, a okay. statistic here, a statistic there just to yeah. get everyone thinking, just to keep everyone with me as long as I have the audience, then I can put my point across successfully.
0: Okay, that so- sounds interesting. We'll come back to you. Bhavda.
4: I think the best way is to target one's conscience so, targets
0: one's, one's conscience
4: Yeah, I th- guilt maybe, them into something <laughs> guilt them no not exactly but um, it, it's all about the emotion that you have like right said you need to be passionate about it you need to have the right emotion so people uh, can you know what, what if everyone's it?
0: passionate though about stuff Then that doesn't that you know doesn't well, that get the, in the way the
4: th- well the thing with emotions is like I've made it personal so mm. my stories my experiences and I want people to start thinking about their experiences, you know, so my emotions kind of, I don't know, like transfer them, like pass them on to theirs. So you want them to be able to
0: relate to what you're saying so they can see a little bit of themselves in your story.
4: Exactly. So I think it's all about emotions and, you know. So
0: all the other stuff, you know, facts, figures and this, that and show. It's all good, (laughs) but if you don't have the emotion, it's never going to happen.
4: Yeah, to an extent. Not I that mean, I led my, you with that question topic, or anything. My topic isn't really related to facts as such, so mine's more focused on the emotion of it and hmm. the.
0: So if you're topic. emotional enough, people it'll stick. People yeah. will remember it. Yeah. Okay, all right, Claire. How do you make ideas stick?
4: Um, I think
5: you just really need to connect with people. Um,
0: how do I, you connect with them though? This
5: well, is, you're gonna have 500 people there. You
0: can't sit down do, and buy them all <laughs> a glass of water.
5: <laughs> I do understand that you can, can never, ever please every, everyone, but I think pleasing the people that really matter
0: is what you focus on.
5: Is because the the people that will be passionate about it. And when you get up there, how, you how do you talk know who those
0: are? Not that I'm picking on do. you. You <laughs>
5: never do. You never do. So you <laughs> you have to go up and really and really talk with, with all your heart because huh. I think when you open yourself up and you honestly say what you believe that people who are on the same level as you who, and actually will like, understand you and on the same um, almost brainwave as you will pick it up and I think talking with passion and talking with um, complete honesty about the subject that you believe um, really lets people truly understand it because when you think that someone has opened up, not opened up to you as such, but is talking honestly to you at front, at front face value, mm-hmm. then you'll, you'll, you're kind of more likely to understand them and actually listen to them rather than them coming from almost like, almost like a snob value. So like when someone talks to you like they, they're pretentious and like they know more about this topic than you, I know I personally just switch off. Because I don't want to be I don't want to be talked to like that, mm-hmm. and I, I'd rather have someone kind of sit down and have a really casual conversation with me about it. And I think that's what TEDx is really like. So,
0: how, so my my question to all of you, because this is this is this is really good. I mean, this is when I think of TEDx, that's what I also think about. But you're going to have you know a few hundred people <laughs> sitting in there, and you want to have that with you conversation as opposed to at you conversation. It sounds hard.
2: Mm. It's very hard, but you have to take everyone as uh, just an individual. Make it, uh, make it try and relate it to everyone that's in the audience. Mm. So, so it's easier. So you're not just looking at one target. Yeah. Target. You're looking at everyone and making sure everyone can think about what you're what you're saying. Can I have
0: another question? No certificates. No grades. The, a whole bunch of extra work on top of your exams that are now ongoing
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, twenty of you are going to be up on stage, lots of eyeballs looking at you, including folks from the administration of the school, the administration of the education group gems that are responsible for the school they're all going to be there they're all going to be watching how do, how do you how do you measure your success in doing this what
3: how are you going to be how how will you measure your own personal success? I think it's basically just how the audience responds if you if you want if while you're speaking you see the audience respond positively that they're mm. listening to your every word they you see them pondering over what you're saying taking into consideration and at the end you get a positive response so I think that's what you need.
2: Uh Family. I think uh, it's really how you feel you went, mm-hmm. and if you are happy with what you've done and you've given all your points across, and you're happy that you you feel people should respond, then uh, you you never can say that you succeeded or failed. You just say I'm happy with my performance mm-hmm. and I did the best I can.
4: Yeah, I think it's all about personal satisfaction. You know,
0: personal satisfaction doesn't really matter what's going on in that room.
4: Um. It, to a, to an extent, yeah, it does because then you know that you've gotten your thoughts and your ideas across to people. Yeah. But you know, the reason I'm doing it, well, it's kind of for extra credit. You know, you know, just having said that, you, you get extra credit for this. Kind of like <laughs> when you apply for unis and stuff, you're like, oh, you've done TED. Oh, okay. And because so it's
0: such a yeah, so you can say platform, that you were a TEDx participant. Yeah, and because so it's it's not a huge really platform, extra. It's not really extra credit.
4: Well, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um like it's it's a huge platform and yeah. uh, a lot of people know about it so just having said that you've done it And it'll be on tape so you
0: can say not only did I did it yeah, you know, it's an achievement to, by itself go to YouTube so. and take a look
4: yeah
5: <laughs> and I also think if you take the number one Ted rule into consideration if you've really made the best speech of that your you've life physically, of your entire mm-hmm. life then you've <laughs> got to be satisfied with that you've mm-hmm. got to you're going to walk off the stage with such um like self actualization as such um that like such self fulfillment that I think it's kind of w- it's just worth it like mm. it's worth all the time, all the effort spent mm. on it.
0: This is this is sounding really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting a little nervous just listening to you talk about all these talks. Or, and, I, and I'm just coming to watch. So uh, once I get my, my TEDxWIS at Hotmail.com invitation in the mail, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go and send that off right away and do this. We One,
4: appreciate some feedback once you've heard all of once i've heard all of your speeches Mm.
0: yeah uh, you know one 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 thing that i I just think of all of the speeches that i've been to and and as you're saying it's it's tone and how you it i've i've listened to lots of great speeches and i've listened to some great speeches that could have been incredible speeches and the hardest thing is when you're up on that stage and you've got a couple hundred people looking at you and lights shining in your face and microphones on Which the 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 trick is go and practice with all that stuff beforehand. Make (laughs) sure you do a driver. No, no, but is is to keep the tone that you're you're using right here, and to keep, and to smile, and to be able to talk just as you're just talking to one person. Because I always find that's the thing that differentiates great public speaking from amazing public speaking is the person who is connecting with the 200 people in front of them as if they're talking to each and every one of them individually. And it's so easy when you get into a big a big auditorium to then put on the, okay, today we're going to talk about... The, and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. This is I'm, I'm really excited about the idea of hearing 20 different sets of ideas that you're going to try and make stick. And if, if you all... Do what, you're, what you, the four of you do, and the other the other bunch of, of students do the same thing, trying to get these ideas to stick. Something's got to happen. Something's got to happen, <laughs> which I think is going to be going to be a lot of fun.
3: Hopefully. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you if you could give one piece of advice to to a uh, you know to each other, what would that piece of advice be? As you've started to prepare, because you've got different mentors and you've got different techniques. If you could give others who are maybe thinking about doing a, a TEDx talk—not here, but in another another situation—or getting up to speak in front of people and preparing their their what their thoughts, what piece of advice would you give them?
2: Uh, stay confident, uh, believe in what your point is, and
3: uh, you can't really go far wrong from there.
0: Hmm. Okay.
3: Um, basically, I think it's just know what you're talking about. If you're if you know what you're talking about, then others will know what you're talking about. Hmm, very easy.
4: I think it's just
0: easier said than done <laughs> <laughs> True.
4: just yeah just you know pick a topic which you know you can actually talk about because if you believe in it people will believe in it and um when you're actually speaking make sure you don't sound robotic because mm-hmm. a lot of speeches tend to so it's all about the emotions again you just have to pr- portray that in the right way i think just simplify everything yeah. because when people talk to like with such a
5: wide vocabulary and with such a such like long and tedious words that they they put in to to kind of sound smart it kind of just it makes people turn off so i think when you talk to someone as you said like you're talking in a conversation you really just explain it to them like you normally would then it just really helps everyone understand your point and what you believe in
0: TEDxWiz is going to take place end of June. If you want to find out more, send them an email, TEDxWIS at Hotmail.com. I want to thank all four of you for coming in and joining me for this conversation uh, about what you're doing here at Wellington International School and, and uh, the, another segment of Wiz Radio. Thanks.
2: Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.